car's on fire and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the Character Generation. I'm Moth. I'm Chet. And this is going to be a weird podcast because oh, we're recording yeah. in person for once. Yeah, we are uh, shaking the formula up a little bit with this episode. Yeah, because we decided, A, Chet's internet wasn't working for some reason, and B, we're playing a game this week called Microscope. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. Playing. Yeah, we're actually going to play a game for like once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead of just like look at it and make fun of it and then leave. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we are playing Microscope. We're going to do a world-building episode, kind of like the, what was it, Traveler? Yeah, exactly, Traveler. when we did the planet generation. Yeah, but it's not going to be rolling on, like, 6,000 tables to determine the fucking water levels. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna create a world or a, a universe? I don't know exactly. Technically, it's like uh, you're creating a time period, more or less, but okay. we have to define what the world is like as a consequence of that. Okay. So. That's good. And the reason we're doing this is because, A, don't tell anyone, there's not a lot of funny character creation stuff that we've found recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to drive up to the old used game store to see if there's any really old shitty RPGs. Yeah. So, like, we're trying something different for once. We gotta innovate. That's it. I That's don't remember the rest is. of that, so we just gotta innovate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alright, so anyway... Um, this is going to be part one of probably two or three part series. Yeah. We're going to just do this episode alone as world building with playing the microscope game to find this world, create this world. And then we're going to roll up a couple characters in some Powered by the Apocalypse hack, probably Dungeon World. I mean, probably just because that's what we're most familiar with, but it depends on the kind of world we make. Exactly. Yeah. And so whatever we make, there's a Powered by the Apocalypse hack for it. Yeah, and some of them are even good. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it should be fun. It'll be some episodes more based on backstory and stuff on the world that it's in rather than mechanics that we draw from like we have yeah. in previous episodes. So rather than bad mechanics and cum jokes and whatever else it is that usually makes up one of our episodes. I think that's literally all we do in this podcast. Oh, fuck, what are we doing? <laughs> So yeah, I guess I've got this stack of index cards. I'm going to make this joke one more time for the, the listeners at home. Still a fart. Um, I got <laughs> Actually, it's going to sound a lot better on this because it's not all compressed for once. That's true. Or yeah. worse, or alternatively. Worse, because our audio quality is going to definitely be worse this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we'll, well. see. <laughs> We'll see how well the index cards work. They're mostly just a memory aid for us. Yeah. No. But uh, if you're wondering, hey, why did you think it was a good idea to play a game that you have to have physical things for? I'd say we've done 5th edition before, so we're fine. <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. Spent a week in a dusty library Waiting for some words to jump in me We met by a trick of fate French Navy, my sailor maid So how it starts off is before anything else, we've got to define in like one sentence what the theme of this world, this era, all that sort of thing is going to be. And we don't have to do this all in one take, so you don't have to brace up as much as you're doing right now. 
Additionally, listeners, this is really weird to be able to see ourselves while we're recording for once. <laughs> it's deeply uncomfortable. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> I had to put pants on to record this episode. <laughs> Which I have it on good authority. He's never done before in his life. <laughs> it's uncomfortable having cloth touching my knees while I'm talking into a microphone. Anyway... So what kind of thing are we going for here? Because, as we said, there's an Apocalypse World game for every. Okay. So do we want some kind of fantasy thing going on? Do we want some kind of post-apocalyptic sci-fi thing? Steampunk 1950s. All right, we can make that work. <laughs> Let's see. Like Fallout, but with more steampunk, and, <laughs> and that's it. Why do you insist to ruin our podcast? Like <laughs> <this>? <laughs> Just put... Just draw, like, a couple gears on, like, a, a suit of power armor. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so you mean a role-playing game Victoriana, everyone's Shit. favorite. Nah. I'm just gonna keep spitballing ideas, Okay. and we're gonna go with something that sticks. Alright. Steampunk Warhammer 40k. It's just... <laughs> actually, they've never actually done anything between fantasy and 40k. No, I, I'm saying just 40k but everything's <laughs> steampunk and sub high foot sci-fi oh no that's even worse than normal 40k <laughs> i've got an idea i'm stuck on steampunk i'm sorry please give me an idea all right my idea is i'm gonna open up my folder full of apocalypse engine games uh-oh <laughs> let's see this is gonna take six hours <laughs> okay i have a better idea yes. i have a better idea that's better for our podcast which is primarily comedy based that's true that's true we're gonna use a time-tested tactic okay you name an aspect of a genre of fantasy or, uh -huh. or fiction okay and i will also name one it can be a genre itself or it can be like i said steampunk right. several hundred times please don't say steampunk i'm not gonna <laughs> do either <laughs> okay you say that but when we both reveal that we've written down <laughs> steampunk in 10 seconds here <laughs> All right, now I've got the idea. A genre or a modifier? I'll take the modifier. I'll take the genre, yeah. Okay, I've got one. Three, two, one. Gothic? Stone Age. Gothic Stone Age. <laughs> All right, let's work with it. That's... <laughs> I almost said gothic, by the way. <laughs> so I'm glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay, yeah, um, let's see. Okay, Gothic Stone Age, um... Yeah, we can still make this one. I'm imagining, when I said Stone Age, uh -huh. I was imagining less, like, Far Cry Primal and more like the Flintstones. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't have the Flintstones talk on the podcast. We've already done that. Hey, listeners, by the way. No, we don't, we don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to go into this rabbit hole. Are Gothic you... Stone Age sucks. What are you talking about? We can make it work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Explain. I changed my mind. <laughs> okay. Let's All right, do it again. So... Let's, let's fire off again. All right. So you're not saying that you want to do the Pebbles and Bam Bam show? No, let's not do that. All right. Um... So... I'll do it. We'll do the same thing. Genre okay. and modifier. I'll do genre. All right. Three, two, one. Subterranean. 
that's, subterranean cosmic horror. That's just fall in London, but we can that work is, with it. Yeah, no, I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. All right. That's good. <laughs> All right. So we're defining kind of an era on this uh, subterranean, uh, not subterranean gothic horror. That's very different. Subterranean. subterranean gothic horror is just underground bloodborne. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, there's a lot of cosmic in bloodborne as well. Spoilers. <laughs> But yes, yes, absolutely, yes. No, the werewolves come from space. Sorry, audience. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolves are like Clefairy from Pokemon. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, the first time you see one evolve is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. All right, so... Subterranean Cosmic Horror. So yeah. I imagine what this is, is this entire society, much like another done this before okay uh this entire society is underground right i mean that's the default of subterranean uh-huh. um i imagine that means that the surface of this planet sure planet is completely in- inhospitable in okay. some way i don't know how and there's just a big old big old lovecraft boy uh-huh. sitting at the bottom of the caves sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what those are called. (laughs) Caves, that's right. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Oh, man. What's kind of the broad theme of the era here? Like, let me read off some of the examples they have in the book. It's stuff like, an ancient empire rises and falls. Or, caveman at the dawn of time found the first civilization. Or, Mankind leaves the sick earth behind and spreads to the stars. So what's the high concept for this? Oh, fuck. You know what it is? What is it? Mankind leaves the sick earth and spreads to the stars, but they don't go up through the sky. They have portals inside their planet that God gives them. Oh, my God. It's Stargate, but, like, (laughs) that's their entire... It's, like, one of the societies they would visit Uh in the show Stargate. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, write that down, write that down. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right, so we've got our big picture already. Oh, shit, this is good. All yeah. right. Okay. So the next thing we need to do is define, like, the starting era and the ending era. Okay. Which is, like, well, I guess they're technically called periods, whatever. Uh, basically, what we have to do is... I just did an eye roll, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, it's a good visual bit. <laughs> Continue. Defining each period is just, like, you say kind of the, the broad strokes of what happens at that point in time. The example they go with is the mankind leaving the sick Earth, so that works for us. Mm-hmm. Their start period is, like, Earth is in uh, sad shape, but mankind unites to face the challenge and make a new life among the stars. Uh-huh. So we just have to say, like, if you were looking at a shitty, like, school book of that era, mm-hmm. what would it say? What would it say? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So how does this all start? I'd say the first era is, in broad strokes, and we can paint this picture more, it's the Earth is becoming more inhospitable for some reason, whatever Uh this planet's called, and I I don't imagine that this great old one Mm -hmm. living underneath the Earth's crust, I imagine they aren't well known. Okay. Have by, they been by... there the whole time? Yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. That's gotcha. like that's like number one cosmic <laughs> horror. Right, right. Or if they haven't been there the whole time, their portals have. Okay. And so I think what happened is this planet, like the, the people on the planet found we have to move underground to survive whatever's going on. Totally. And then that's when they meet this thing. Okay. Now here's my questions for you, my friend. Yes. What killed the planet? The great old one. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay. The process of it uh, finding a portal into this uh, into the center of this world is what started destroying. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is what does that look like? I mean, the easy answer is some kind of horrible tentacle apocalypse. But I think what actually happens is. I mean, like I'm cool with the tentacle apocalypse. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, but then it's less interesting for them to discover it. That's true. I think what happens is it's also kind this of... is like a personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is, you've played Final Fantasy One, right? Yes. Uh, you know how like when the crystal cracks, like the yes. fact that the Earth crystal doesn't work means that like uh, all of the planet is slowly dying and no longer able to like support growth on it and all that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of imagining that's what it's like. It's more insidious. Okay. Just like, everything on the surface of the Earth, there's nothing left that we can grow food in. We've got to go further down. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Did the Great Old One know that this would happen? Um, I don't think it really knows much of anything. Scale. Fair enough. It's kind of a galactic situation. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That leads to another interesting question. Uh-huh. Do the people of this planet, like... I assume that they, they, they acknowledge it by the time they get down there later in the future. Do the people of this planet worship it? That's a good what's question. Their, what's their relationship? Well, not in this current era, but just uh -huh. in general. Right, just across this, the whole world. this great old one. Yeah. Also, what should I be writing down? Well, what we have to write down is the actual description of the period. Uh-huh. So where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the world dying, or do we want to start with when the great old one is discovered? Let's start with the world dying. Okay. So uh, the world begins to die, it can no longer support life, people go ahead and burrow underground. Okay. If you can phrase that better, whatever, but no one else is going to be looking at these index cards. That's true. I just wrote a giant penis uh -huh. on this index card right here, and no one can see how bad of a drawing of this dick I made. That's true, that's it true. It looks incredible. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Listeners, no, it doesn't actually look that incredible. How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing we have to do here is whenever we create a new period, yeah. we have to say whether it's a light period or a dark. So this is pretty clearly this, a dark this period. This is a dark period. Their yeah. planet is dying and they're meeting an ancient alien god that caused it. I feel like the meeting the ancient alien god is a, a light period. period. Or yeah, a later period. Yeah, it's also probably going to be a light period, right? I'd say so. Uh -huh. Comparatively. Okay, so they meet the great they don't meet the great old one in this period. Like yeah. Burrow underground. Yeah, the world's dying when they begin to burrow underground. That's our start for this era. Cool. Alright. And where do we want to end this whole thing? It doesn't have to be necessarily the actual end of civilization, just the end of when we want to keep talking about it. When they meet a second old one. Okay, sure. And would you call that light or dark? God, I have fucking no idea. <laughs> I mean, say it now, and that'll just determine dark. how it goes. Fair enough. Dark. I mean, yeah, it's cosmic horror. Yeah. All right. There cool. we go. I have our timeline laid out on this table. Right on. And the way I think we'll do this is when we run out of table space, the oh. episode's over. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. So step three. Step three, it's called the palette in the book. Basically, uh -huh. what we do is we go back and forth, and we either name something that we absolutely want to include in the setting, uh -huh. or something that we absolutely don't want to include in the setting. Okay. Yeah, and then we just keep going until one of us wants to stop. All right. Yeah. Cool, I'm, I'm, I'm super down. Right on. Um, you start. Alright, let's see. What would you like to include or not include? So I think one of the things that I don't really want to include, it might go a little bit against the setting conceits of cosmic horror, uh -huh. but I don't fundamentally want a cosmic horror where people are incapable of doing anything to these higher beings. Okay. That's just incredibly boring to me for the most part. Can I add something onto that? What do you want to include? I don't want the people like i know this is another fundamental of cosmic horror uh -huh. i don't want the people to go crazy yeah that makes sense 
Because, like, like, it doesn't really fit with the setting so no, far. No, no. The main pressure is the fact that they don't have anywhere to live, not that they read a book and it made them shit their brains out. Yeah. So I think the cosmic horror gods, mm-hmm. the ancient ones, are still, like, completely unknowable and, like, indiscernible in some capacity. Sure. But in the way, like, a dog is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's an alien being, but it's not, like... I honestly even think you could go down the route of, like, root? Route? Hey, whatever. I say root, so like, root. don't talk to me. <laughs> the rooty uh, <laughs> of it's some it's like literally indiscernible. It's like some fourth dimensional being. Uh-huh. You cannot describe it. You cannot really fully comprehend it. Yeah, but that doesn't drive you insane. It's totally. just like what the fuck. In the same way that we can visualize what a four dimensional cube looks like, and it's not completely antithetical to our brains. Yeah, I don't have a fucking stroke when I think about the term the fourth dimension. Yeah, exactly. Alright, that's a really good note as well. Um, I'm gonna add in one more that's, you know, pretty foundational to the whole cosmic horror thing that I still don't really want to add in ours. Okay. I don't want it to be, like, a wicked racist. Okay, like, granted, <laughs> I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that one, apparently. Okay, so is this... Like, just one thing where we go no and yes and fill that out all on a card? Yep. Okay. No. Crazies. We're not playing Rifts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Untouchable gods. Gods in quotations. Yeah. And no... What was the last thing that we said? I already forgot. Wicked racism. (laughs) Wicked (laughs) racism. Alright, you're up. And then sunglasses emoji. Jesus. Is there a difference between a drawn emoji and just something that you've drawn? At what point does it stop being an emoji? <laughs> I, I did just hand draw it. <laughs> I think I just drew sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> but I did specifically draw it in emoji style in, like, in text, so... I guess. It's an inline picture, so I guess that's technically an emoji? Alright, hang on. Let me break I'm out gonna, one. <laughs> I'm gonna Google the definition of emoji real fast. <laughs> By the way, the definition of emoji is my favorite indie film. Fuck. That's some kind of Wes Anderson shit. I could see that (laughs) happening. (laughs) Okay, Google. Define emoji. Emoji, a small digital image or icon used to express an idea, emotion, etc. in electronic communication. Okay. It's a digital image. It has to be electronic. Okay. So this is just a drawing of sunglasses in line text. (laughs) I'm glad that we got that figured out. I'm glad that we spent multiple minutes on that. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead and add something else. I do think uh-huh. I want to include, this is a yes, Yeah. I want to include the concept of like an ancient civilization. Okay. Like underneath the earth they find like the ruins of an ancient civilization rather than just like, hey, there's just some guy down here. Right. And he's got portals. Okay. How about you? I want to have magic set it. Like, I don't want it to be just... Magic, yes. Yeah. Does this planet have magic? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's something they discover once they pass through the thermal. Alright, here's an interesting one. I'm uh-huh. gonna say no to traditional forms of space travel. Okay, yeah. Like, I, I think just in all the worlds they visit and on their world, there is no, like, spaceships. Yeah, okay. And that doesn't necessarily mean everyone uses portals. Mm-hmm. If they want to travel, but I don't think there's like space docks and spaceships and totally. We can be more creative. Yeah, exactly. I've got a yes. Okay. 
I want us to have a conversation about col- uh, colonization. Yes. I want to do better than Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Got anything else? I can't think of anything else. All right. Let's move on to step four. All right. Basically, we each get to go through and add either a period or an event to the timeline. Okay. An event is just something that happens within a period. Okay. Would you like to start? Sure. Why not? Because we have two periods, right? We have the, the final period and the first period. Yep. All right. First on this. I also wrote era on both of these cards. Oops. Now what are we got to re- fucking do? We got to fucking restart. All right. Delete let me all ahead. the audio. You got it. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to go shred these. Uh, listeners, just for the record, I did not delete the audio. Oh, you fooled me. <laughs> you fooled everyone at home, too. <laughs> I know what you were thinking. What are we listening to right now? You were listening to the ghost of that dead audio. <laughs> <laughs> what's your card all right all right are events like do we work play out scenes in them or is it just something that happens scenes are another thing. scenes are another thing oh uh-huh. yeah oh uh-huh. so i'm gonna add the period where the civilization begins expanding every oh i'm gonna add that real quick oh, yeah. yes every planet is a subterranean okay i like that yeah that's good all right. And I'm going to call that, let's call it light for now from the perspective of the civilization. I assume that's generally yeah. the, the perspective that this was. It's basically like, how does it end up for it? Okay. And this was... Like, you can have dark stuff happen in light, vice versa, but like the general tenor. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, first travel to under planets. Gotcha. Do we need to fill out anything else for this period or is that it? No, we'll come back to it later. Okay. And now it's my turn. Yeah. I want to create a. I want to create another period. Okay. And this period, um, I'm gonna say it's dark. Okay. I think it's the first time they go to war with another civil, like another planet. That sounds like an event. An event. Okay. And well, how big of a war is it? I was thinking like a a full scale like. Okay. We think of World War Two as a period of time. Gotcha. Like I'm I'm thinking that not like a. Like hey. 30, 30 years more or less. Yes. Okay. Yes. That rather than, uh, oh, they stole our food and we fucked them up. Right. Like, no, I'm thinking, like, this is a major thing that happened. Okay, yeah. And uh, give me a name of a civilization. We need to come up with a name for our civilization also. Go for it. I don't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> We've got 10 seconds. This, uh, mm. <laughs> Look around my room. Uh, the saline conspiracy. <laughs> 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 Rice milk <laughs> Alduin statue. Well, you're really putting yourself out here right now. <laughs> hey listeners, write in. Are you supposed to refrigerate rice milk before you open it? No. The answer is no. I, I looked this one up already. Write in anyway. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Um, I'm gonna call it the uh, white dragon statuette, black dragon statuette. Listen. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say that the name of this is. Say it out loud. Do it, you fucking coward. <laughs> it's Goombay Splash. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. For inspiration, I went through a deck of 52 playing cards I have. All with an individual drink on it. Like, um, 
like mixed drink and recipe. I got this as a birthday present. I thought this would be funny. Gotcha. It's not. They're called the Salvatorans. God damn it. <laughs> Stop looking at my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for inviting me over to record. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's come up with the name of their planet first. Okay. And then we could come up with their race or their species or the, mm -hmm. the civilization. Yeah. What they're called as a whole based on that. I think um, the planet's called Salvatore. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Monster Hunter 4. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Legend of Zelda uh, Link Between Worlds poster. <laughs> Like, we can keep making this joke, or we could actually come up with something. Yeah, I hope this is still funny to anyone besides <laughs> me, specifically. <laughs> Stop looking at your own bookshelf. This isn't getting us anywhere. We've done this before, we'll do it again. Okay. Planet names. Well, that's the thing. Like, they wouldn't name their the fantasy own... Fantasy name Planet Generator. Fine. Oh, these suck. How about Kablippi? Nope. <laughs> Spano QQ. Why would they give a designation to their own planet? Neptune. <laughs> it's spelled like Neptune, but with a Y instead of a P, because someone <laughs> ran out of ink. <laughs> How about Castoron? I like Castoron. Q-A-S-T-E-R-O-N. Write that down, listeners. It'll be on the test. It will be. This is worth 55% of your final grade. <laughs> It's your first test. Yeah. What, what are the people of Castoron called? Castorites. No. Castoronis. Jesus. I think they're Castoronis. Here's my question. I'm, I'm writing down Castoronis. Okay, go for it. My main question is, do you think like it's all one culture at this point, or are there multiple different types of Castoroni still? I mean, like the easy answer is they're all one culture, because right. we don't have to think about that, but I... I that doesn't make sense. Fair. It's a whole planet. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, yeah, a whole planet being one culture is boring as shit. Yeah, exactly. And uninspired. Yeah. So the the Castoronis, it's like Earthlings. Sure. Everyone's an Earthling. Right, exactly. Castoronis. It's written down in ink. It sure you can't is. can't undo what I've done. I definitely cannot do that, unfortunately. <laughs> What's the name of the planet that they go to war with? Oh, Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's Sneernia. <laughs> Added an N, but Sneernia. Sure, fine. They're the Sneernians. Sneernians. And they always specifically, like, emphasize that I in their, in their name. It's the Sneernians. Ah, it's a tonal language. It's a tonal language. There we go. Underlining the E and Sneernia. That's how they write it. <laughs> they write it in the Latin alphabet, though. That's how it works. So we know that they went to war with another planet probably after they started traveling to other planets. One presumes. Alright, there we go. Alright. So. So basically how it works is, since I'm the one who's technically introducing the game, I become the lens. Okay. I'm the one who chooses where we want to focus for this round. Okay. So I'm gonna say that I want to specifically start looking at stuff. Eh, no, let's not begin at the beginning. Let's start talking about specifically when they start colonizing other worlds. Okay. And I'm gonna define an event in that era. Okay. And I'm gonna say that this is when they eventually, looking at our card full of yeses and noes, I think this is when they first discover magic. Okay. That's an event within this period. Also, I'm gonna say that's probably a light event. Okay. 
Do we want to jump in and immediately do a scene about this? Sure, let's do a scene. Yeah, alright. So, who are you playing? Um, I will play as... See, here's how I imagine it, is they probably send, like, teams out to investigate each planet that they walk through, like, a portal to. Makes sense. Um, side note, I think the portals on this planet, they're not easy to find. Like, okay. on their on the home world of Tesseron. Gotcha. I think it's, like, they have to send teams to look for these portals. Okay. Like, buried in these caves. Right. And then they find them, like, hidden away. Okay. And then they have to go through them, like an expedition. And so I'm imagining this is... I'm going to be, like, the head of this expedition team. I'm really just doubling down on the Stargate. Okay. Like, sort of thing. I'm I'm not thinking specifically Colonel Jack O'Neill, but, like, that sort of person uh-huh. in that team. Right, okay. Uh, okay. And his name is... Kajlino. Kajlino. <laughs> he just says it all at once. Yeah. It's Kajlino. Like, perfect. Hello, okay. I'm Kajlino. How's it going? Jesus. Linio? Like I, Linio. I get, I get what you're. Going I know, for. I know. I'm aware that you get where I'm going with this. I didn't until just now. <laughs> Jesus. So I wrote it, Cajlino. <laughs> That's perfect. Cajlino. All right. Cadge. <laughs> Cadge for short. Hey, what's up? I'm Cadge. How's it going? I'm a <laughs> FM radio DJ. Am. <laughs> I'm too high to remember what radio I'm on. Fuck. Okay. I'm PM Radio DJ Cadge in the house. I hate that this is the first dude who figures out how magic works. (laughs) 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 So since I'm setting the scene, I have to figure out how they actually discover this. So that'll tell me if I'm going to play. So I'm going to say that they find just like a magical library of some kind. Okay. I'm going to play the head archivist. The head archivist. Yeah. Okay. By which I mean it's an archivist that's just one big floating head. One giant floating head. Yeah, exactly. What's this archivist's name? That's oh, the head archivist. The head archivist. They've forsaken their name in order to be a better archivist. Uh, gonna... They can remember fewer things if they have to remember their name as well. That's how it works. All right. I wrote down the head archivist with head in quotation marks. Thank you. That's good radio. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I needed to share that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, start us off. Well, let's set the scene. Yeah, first, let's set the really scene. Fast. I was like, "What am I? Where am I? What? <laughs> Fuck! I'm Cash. I'm lost. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I don't know where I'm at in the narrative. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's right, listeners. We've never taken any improv classes. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to be playing everybody. Abraham Lincoln, we're going to be setting this in a movie theater, and just my hat's so crazy big and you can't see over it. I got a sandwich in my hand! Oh, I, oh no, I dropped it! Oh no! Oh no, you dropped it on my dick! Oh no! <laughs> this is nothing. This is nothing <laughs> Alright, so I imagine how this works. Okay. We've decided this is kind of a magical setting more than like a high tech. Right. So I'm imagining this is like an actual library you enter in. Okay. It's like multiple stories tall, just huge stacks raising up out of sight. Okay. It's like weirdly misty in the library for no reason, despite the fact that it'd be kind of bad for the books, they can't get all that mint. Right. Caves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They just can't see all the books, which is why they need the archivists. They don't actually know anything, they just know the locations of books. 
are are the head archivist is the head archivist and all the other archivists are they able to like fly up to the top of the the bookcases? No, oh, yeah. Okay, for sure. cool. Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. Um so I'm imagining the scene is just like as they first walk into this library. Yeah, exactly. Um Yes, hello. Can I get your Fuck, <laughs> dude? And he like turns uh 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 Cadge turns around and he like pats like one of the scientists on the shoulder that's like reading charts or something. Uh-huh. And he's like, Do you fucking see this? Dude and he's like he's like really rude. He's like pointing yeah. at the guy and he's like, What's the deal with you, man? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with airline food, man? Jesus. Up next is the antlers. <laughs> this is weird for a morning time DJ. Next up, it's putting the dog to sleep. <laughs> Prove to me I'm not gonna die alone. <laughs> is playing in the background of the library, oh. as the head archivist oh, says. Oh my god. Yes, may I see your lending card and. Uh, what reference are you looking for specifically at this juncture? Cat <laughs> turns back around and is like, Did anyone know what half of those words mean? I don't know what a reference is. <laughs> he like pulls out a business card, I think. <laughs> and he walks up like kind of half assuredly. Does he have just like a specialized business card holder like on his belt or something? Yeah, he does, and okay. it says AM Radio DJ on it. Does it have his own face on it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like that scene in American Psycho if it was the worst possible business card. Shit. <laughs> it's like, see that right there? And he hands it. He hands it to the floating head. How, how does the floating head take it? It just kind of looks at it and hovers up. In he the like air. holds it. He holds it out for the head to take it, even though, like, there's no way in which he can see it. He would, it would grab it. Yeah. So he, like, holds it in front of him like he's gonna take it. He's like, you see that? You see that? It's Comic Sans. <laughs> and, like, he, like, lets go of it and it just falls to the floor. <laughs> the head just kind of glances down and lifts it up into the air with its brain and says, I think I know exactly what you need. <laughs> Timurik! Timurik, come here at once. Timurik. And I'm imagining just kind of like, what do you think the like shelf stockers look like? So I'm just imagining like a big dog with arms. <laughs> what if what if the shelf stockers are people without heads and shit? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Timurik's just the head archivist's body. Oh my god. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We get a whole extended vaudeville bit where, like, it, like, jumps off of one of the shelves and slips on a book that's been left <laughs> on the ground. Get back here, you idiot! Oh my god. Simmerk, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Would you, uh, would you please get the, uh, interstellar relations and conversations for dummies textbook? <laughs> Timur just leaps like 40 feet into the air and like, holy shit. <laughs> Starts glowing yellow and lightning is shooting off of his body. No, 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 I'm just imagining he's got really powerful thighs. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Just like plucks a book out of the stacks, falls back to the ground, slips on the book it's holding somehow. <laughs> the head archivist just sighs. <laughs> 
peruse this text and return after you have the proof of recipients of information. It, like, gets Timrick to hand over another business card. <laughs> Does Timrick also have a business card holder? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it's a business card-sized essay on the book. Holy shit. <laughs> Once this is returned, you will receive probationary membership. How big is the book in relation to, uh, to Cadge? Um, I'm gonna say, how big is one of those for dummies textbooks usually? It's like the size of, like, a shitty paperback. Yeah, usually. It's like the size of a coffee table. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like, some light reading. Yeah, it's got a lot of illustrations. <laughs> okay. And those illustrations are actually arcane formula, you just have to figure out how to read them. Oh, okay. So is this, like... The first spell book that is discovered? Yeah. Okay. But it's not really meant to be a spell book. Like, the spells are just embedded in there for ease of use. <laughs> like, it's mostly just there to explain how to talk with other species. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like, are you saying that Castron's like, the only interstellar world that isn't magical? Yes. And so, like, magic is taken- I like that. Yeah, because they're the um, only one who haven't found the portals yet. That's good. Yeah. I think Cadge just takes this book. And he looks down and he's like, fuck, I can't read this. I don't know how to read. <laughs> I can't read your language. It's English. It's English, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't even looked at the book yet. Exactly. Actually, he's like, you're alien. <laughs> and like, I think at this point, the scientist is just like looking at charts and ignoring all this, like looks oh. up and is like, catch you fucking idiot. And just grabs it and walks away. Yeah. And they just bail. Yeah, I think everyone just leaves and Cadge is just standing alone in this room like, what the fuck? And that's how Cadge became the first Castoroni librarian. Yeah. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> You're up. Uh, wait, no. The first ever librarian? Uh-huh. Like well, the, no. In this library. In this... Okay, okay. In, like, the whole in, interplanetary library system. Gotcha. Okay. Not that this is the first man who's ever... Been a librarian. Kept a collection of books. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Uh, You're up. You can uh, define a period, event, or scene. All within this... This uh, general area. This general period that we're on right now. Yeah. Um, I want to do an event, which is the actual discovery of the portals okay yeah i'm actually gonna make that kind of its own period okay which is yeah that belongs in between colonization and the world of time. yeah so that works. i think that's it's a period of they discover the great old sounds good i could see it being an event inside but either way i think it's um i think it's an event yeah and this first period is just the they first travel to under planets yeah and i think this is a light event right on yeah and since i'm the lens i get uh last pick on all this before we uh, move on to the next step yeah. and i want to do a scene inside that event okay yeah um so this is the scene of them breaching the cavern that contains this horrible ancient monstrosity okay um we should also probably define what this great old one looks like see that's what i want i wanted to do this scene from the perspective of the great old one but okay. the way i want to do the scene is very much in the same style as like narration rather than gotcha like the great old one as the character who i'm playing well you can do that when we get over to your turn okay and let's see who do you want for a game hmm you can say cajolino if you want i kind of want it to be cajolino i want him to <laughs> like i think he kind of unwittingly became like the 
primary person for like searching these uh gotcha because like he he's an idiot uh-huh but he's also definitely like capable okay sure and so like people kind of shrug off everything he says but they still respect the job he does totally okay <laughs> <laughs> all right then i'll play dr marion bishopric she was on the exploratory team okay i need to write that down <laughs> Miriam, like Miriam Webster? Sure, why not? Alright. Alright, so our subterranean scans have shown that there's some kind of deeper cavern underneath here. We haven't found the bottom of it yet, so we're hoping that we may be able to use this as sort of like a main housing it, because we, we're running out of space incredibly quickly. I think Cad is not really paying a whole lot of attention to what she's saying. He's yeah, just like it... walking along the outside of the <laughs> outside wall of the cavern. Okay. This is like uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's just, walk like, walking very purposefully down with, like, a uh, clipboard in her hand. Yeah. Yeah. And Catch has, like, a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, like, one earphone over his ear and one not, and he's just walking around, like, r like rubbing his hand on the walls or something. Okay. Um, I imagine that's when Catch falls through a particularly thin bit of the actual wall. He fall. yeah, he falls through, like, a crack in the, the floor, maybe, or in uh -huh. the wall. Just or he just, like, attention. steps too hard and just punches a hole through the bottom of it. Yeah. 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 Or punches too hard and punches a hole through the bottom of it. That might be Cadge's <laughs> style. That might be very much Cadge. Yeah. No, I think he, um, I think he just trips through a hole. Okay. Um, that, that feels really... He's kind of a, a shaggy from Scooby-Doo character. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's like tracks. if Jack O'Neill met Shaggy. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> God, I love Cadge, actually. <laughs> Does Cadge have a title? No. <laughs> it's just Cadge. It's just Cadge. There's like, like Miriam's the, uh, what was it that you just said? I just said she was one of the head scientists. Yeah, but she's, but a... she's uh, like, head scientist Miriam Bishopric. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's He's just like, hey, I'm Cadge. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that they try and give him a title, it just never sticks. He's like, mm. Yeah, exactly. I don't do labels. My name's Cadge. Oh my god. Cadge don't discriminate. <laughs> Too deep of a cut. <laughs> um, oh, for Christ. <sighs> Mr. Lino, did you break your neck down there? Uh, I, I'm good. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Yeah. He's like... He's like Grabbing his neck, he's like, No, those bumps are always there. I'm good. I'm good. It's okay. Miriam just sighs deeply and marks off another check on her checklist. <laughs> Alright, move out of the way. I'm um, coming down. She, like, uh, slaps, like, I'm imagining an auto-retracting sort of rope apparatus. Okay. And it just kind of sticks to the wall, and she just hops down and, like, starts repelling. I think it's, like, three feet deep. Yeah, okay. But she does it regardless. She yeah. sees the bottom, she's like, I have to do this according to procedure. <laughs> I think Cadge just kind of like laughs at her a little bit, and he looks. At, he like stands up and looks around the room, uh -huh. and he he sees this room. And he's like, I think this room specifically uh -huh. falls into the thing that we also said yes to. This room is like ruins. Yeah, it's totally. it's not like a giant cave that they thought they were in this whole time. They see ruins of like stone carved into the cavern. Yeah, okay. And that's that's specifically what they're greeted with first in, okay. this, in what i assume is the holding or like the the primary room that this 
old god is in. Right. Uh, and Cadge just kind of looks around and he's like, shit, did I miss this earlier? <laughs> this doesn't match up with our readings at all. There's supposed to be an extra couple hundred feet of space at least down here. What's going on? Yeah, I don't think this is a big cavern. No, definitely. I think it's like maybe the size of a two-story house. Yeah, totally. I'm imagining there's branching paths leading off of it, but yeah. the cavern itself is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. And Cadge is like, is it a couple hundred feet? That's what the reading suggested. This is this isn't I'm no mathematician, you see, but uh <laughs> this isn't several hundred feet. Well, in this instance you may be correct with a single thing that you've ever said. <laughs> I will Cadge actually like, smiles a little bit. Okay. I will report back to the main base and we will rerun our readings again. Cat just needs to start walking further into the cavern. Mr. Lino, where are you going? You want to explore this? You want to check out what's in these underground city building? We can't be sure that's a city yet. It may just be a suspiciously city-shaped natural formation. We'll have to do more research he, before we he can He picks up sure. a brick that has <laughs> words carved into it. And he's like, natural formation. <laughs> it says library on it right here. <laughs> Put that back where you found it. it. It's a brick. It's a library brick. Miriam, it's a brick. I also, does Miriam like being called her first name? Absolutely It's like, not. Miriam, listen, it's a library brick. It's just a brick. Its exact position may tell us something very important about the formation of this cavern. He, like, throws it aside and keeps walking in. He, like, walks into the ruins of the building. As he throws it aside, like, we just hear the little of it uh, hitting the ground mm -hmm. and i think the great old one rotates into view oh shit <laughs> and that's the end of the scene fuck yeah okay <laughs> oh that's good yeah all right cool there we go now that we've hit the end of that round uh-huh you pick a legacy which is something that happened this time around that you want to come back to later okay um, I mean, like, I want it to be the reveal of the Great Old One. Alright, fair enough. Cool. And since you're not the lens, you get to choose to follow up on any of the legacies in play. It's gonna be that legacy. That's what I figured. This <laughs> is the only one. <laughs> um, alright. Alright, we're doing another scene? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be the Great Old One. Alright. I'm gonna be Cajolino. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Perfect. Um... The Great Old One never speaks. Okay. This is, like, the Great Old One, um... Here's my question for you. Okay. How are you imagining this old? Because I'm imagining something a little bit less cephalopod and more, like, I'm, cubist. I'm definitely... Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not imagining, like, a fish man. Totally. I'm not imagining Davy Jones. I'm imagining, um... Because, like, like we said, going in, it's a fourth-dimensional, quote-unquote, being, right? Yeah, so we're only seeing part of it to begin with. Yeah. See, like, the way I'm imagining it is is almost like a wireframe. Yeah, exactly. Like, like specifically, I think looking at it, you can see it forms something. Like, you can see it's a bunch of polygons forming something. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't look humanoid or even like something alive. Uh huh. Necessarily, like, like imagine a N sixty four render of someone's arm. And also, like, half of their torso. Right. But without, like, any color to it. You just see the wires, the wireframes of the, the polygons itself. Okay. In just, like, a million colors at once. Totally. And it, like, it rotates, and as it rotates, you see, like, different parts of this body, but you can never discern that it's a body. Yeah. It's just, like, 
constantly changing what polygons are in view and what is being seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily humanoid and you're looking at arms and a torso, but that's yeah. the easiest way to depict it. And as it rotates into view, I think Kaj just, instead of it talking, uh-huh. it just makes people think. Okay. And so it makes Kaj think, and this is how I'm saying conversation-wise, yeah. it makes Kaj think, why have you come here? Or why have I come here? <laughs> it specifically makes yeah, Kaj yeah. think, why did I come here? <laughs> hey, Mariam, uh, why are we here? <laughs> why? I'm just, I'm just getting a feeling here. Like, why, why did we want to come do this? And that makes Miriam think, I shouldn't report this. <laughs> Man, this is weird, huh? We should probably go tell somebody about this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Found like a big arm. A big arm that's also like a seal. It's also like a tree. <laughs> and also a pile of bricks that say library on them. <laughs> Does Miriam say anything? I don't know. Who wants to play Miriam? <laughs> I'll play Miriam. Oh shit! Oh. It's the third person in the podcast. How's it going, Richard? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good. I'll play Miriam. Yeah, sure thing. I remember what Miriam's voice sounded like. I was getting a soda when you were doing that part, but sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't report this one. <laughs> no, this is a bad idea. I think you don't have to cover your mouth for doing the other character too. This is gonna get confusing. Very Richard, you can. Richard, I'll handle it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Richard, why are you covering your mouth? Like, you just <laughs> talk into the microphone. I have a condition. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, how. Moth, I'm really upset that it's our good friend Richard, and you forgot all about Richard's hand taped to mouth condition. <laughs> See, the problem is we didn't write Richard into this scene, so he's dead now. Anyway. Richard, Richard, can you go order some pizza for like. An hour? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I really like that visual bit of you leaning in to check the time. <laughs> That's gonna play real well. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Mary, what are you talking about? Like, it's like our civic duty or whatever to tell people about this, Rick. <laughs> I think when he turns back uh-huh you can't like the, the great old one isn't in view anymore okay but like he knows it's still there right he can see it okay Cadge, when looking in the direction of it can see like where it was and where it would be uh-huh. and can recognize it's there but there is nothing there gotcha Cadge knows it is there and can be like it's right there mm-hmm but if asked to describe anything of it, no. You, you can't see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You just know it. Right. And I don't want to do this back and forth between Miriam and Cadge just being like, because it's, it's ultimately the thing is saying, like, I think the first interaction is this thing is like just trying to make them think either intentionally or not forget about this place okay and i don't know if it's necessarily focusing any attention on them i imagine it's probably not because like you said it's yeah. a galactic situation but i think it just kind of inherently by being here is it has something that makes people want to ignore it or, okay. or make it not known sure all right there we go cool scene yeah cool i also wanted to end the scene so we can speed this along a little bit okay well now that we've done that you're the lens for this round all right let's do 
So you choose a focus of where we want to start. We're going to do the war with the uh, with Snyrnia. Snyrnia okay. <laughs> um, is the focus. Gotcha. And I think one of the events uh-huh. regarding this that I want to do, and I don't necessarily want to do a scene with this, um, but it's something that I want to discuss. Okay. At least. And maybe we can do like a mini scene. Uh-huh. Um, that's what we'll do. Um, the event is the cause of the war. Okay. Specifically. Like, what causes the war, and I... I know what causes the war. Uh-huh. It's, um, I mean, like, Castoron is becoming, like, a colonialist yeah, totally. empire. Right. Slowly over time. Uh-huh. And I think there's, like, a lot of divide in the people of Castoron themselves and how they view this. And I, I want to do a scene specifically where it's, like I said, a mini scene. It's just, like, whatever military general is leading this, like, hey, we're gonna go into Snyrnia. Uh-huh. We don't know what that looks like yet. And we're just gonna, like, we're just gonna fucking take over part of it. And uh-huh. we're just gonna live there now. And I think, I want I want to do specifically a scene, like, in the military planning room. Where there's someone that's like, hey, this is not a good idea. And the general's like, no. No, this is a good idea. Okay. And it's like the the exact the preamble to exactly the war. Okay. And that way we can set up what the war is also. And this event can this this scene can be more than just that conversation, I guess. Okay. But yeah. Alright. Do you want to play the general for this one? Yes. Alright. I'm gonna play Cajlino. Now, um <laughs> let's see. So we want some kind of lower ranking but still answers directly to the general. So. Yes. Gotcha. Um Alright. I'm going to be playing uh, Major Alain Rosebuck. Alain Rosebuck? Okay. Uh, I'm going to play as Jack Darksborough. (laughs) Jesus. All right, go for it. General Darksborough. (laughs) Darksborough. I think the scene that I'm going to set is very specifically, like, it's it's tense. Uh Uh-huh. This is also dark. Yeah. Dark. Totally. Um... It's a really tense, like, military planning thing. They're, like, leaning over the table where they're planning out where all everything's gonna go. And I imagine, by this point, this is this is years after the last period. Okay, totally. Where, where colonization was happening. Yeah. Um, and I think at this point, the... Like, it's gonna take them a while to do this. I'm gonna say it's at least, like, 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, the Castoronis, mm-hmm. um... God, that was... Great idea. Uh, the Castor- you heard it here. He doesn't regret anything. I don't have any regrets ever in my life. Uh, the Castoronis have established like a pretty powerful military okay. at this point because, like I said, they have intentionally gone into this with like this this colonialist mindset of like we're gonna just take over and we're gonna own places. Totally. I don't know if that's like at the will of the Great Old One that. It's their manifest destiny. It it is the manifest destiny of the literal ancient god that is underneath their planet. Exactly. Whether or not it's actually done it, they believe it's given them the mission. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, And I I don't think everyone does. I think some people are like, where did it ever fucking say that? Right. But Mostly what it said is we shouldn't report this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People are like, hey, it didn't want to be known? It wanted to eat our planet, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know shit about what this thing is. Totally. Um, but there's also definitely like people that are super against using these portals in general. Yeah. But that's that we're getting way too off topic here. Yes. Um, but it, it's kind of like a grim sort of like planning this huge thing, and I think I think the general, I think Jack is wearing a uh, like a traditional what you'd imagine a military outfit in like the seventies would be. Okay. Like a like a like the big broad shoulders and it's like olive green. Gotcha. But instead of like pins on the chest, it is just like. A drawing of a bunch of interconnecting polygons. Okay. 
Each polygon re- represents a different honor. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and they interconnect into like an just like not a shape even it's right. just like whatever you do when you draw a bunch of lines together it eventually interconnect yeah it looks like tree theory yes yeah yes like a fractal exactly um god that's actually a better way to describe what i was trying to go for with the uh the great old one is it's like a fractal uh-huh. like a yeah anyway that fits microscope is a fractal game oh it says shit. So right on that oh page. shit tm <laughs> not us this time it's not our trademark I think he's just looking over this, and he's like, says, Rosebuck, Rosebuck, come here. What do you think of this? And he, like, points to um a plan on the map where it's, like, specifically a planning to torch a town, effectively. Gotcha. Like, go into a town and just, like, raise it to the ground. Because they're, he, like, he's like, we know that they have their primary military store here in this city. I think, ultimately, if we completely oust it, Sneernia's ours. <laughs> Well, sir, I can't help but notice it looks like your plan here is to torch this village to the ground. Yes. Well, whatever you think is best, sir. I want your opinion, Rosebuck. I want I want to know what your thoughts on this are. I want to know, is this the best strategy for us to use in here? I can't make these decisions alone. Permission to speak freely, sir? Permission granted. This is going to get a lot of people killed. Not even just them. I mean, our people are going to die in this. They knew what they signed up for. Did they? Did they know that they were signing up for the Sneernian invasion campaign? What do you mean, Sneernian invasion? We need to expand our civilization. We don't have a livable planet anymore, Rosebuck. We don't have a planet anymore, sir, but we've got, we've got pathways, we've got railways, we've got infrastructure. We don't have a place, but we have a method of becoming a place, at the very least. And you want us to take over this random planet that we've just discovered? We barely even have diplomatic relations with them. They refused to cooperate with us, and we need to expand our livable space. Ah. (laughs) Right, of course, of course, of course. Livable space for whom? We've got maximum, what, 10,000 people left after the collapse? We're rebuilding! <laughs> Rosebuck, I don't think you you believe in our mission. Well, sir, perhaps that's true. Rosebuck, I ought to have you court-martialed right here, right now. By whom, sir? <laughs> I think he just looks at his badge, and he's like, Hmm, me? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do here, actually. Oh, fuck. Oh, god, oh, god, oh, god. Come on, Alan, you gotta make it through this one alive. You gotta do something. You're one of the last majors left. (laughs) I think they turn around and they're doing this in the corner. Oh, fuck, I didn't plan this one through very well. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. (laughs) Rosebuck, are you... Are you crying? (laughs) Nothing to worry about, sir. I will prepare the orders. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> See to it. And I think that's the scene. And scene. <laughs> that's good. Alright. I think I want to define... So here's my question. Okay. We know that we don't have any spacecraft or anything in this setting. Right. Do all incursions to other worlds have to go through the portals? Yes. Okay. Alright. Let's define, then... 
Since everyone has at least access to these portals. Okay. But we're saying that the old one beneath the planet of Caster is the one who's kind of controlling them. Yeah. I'm going to say that I'm defining an event here where the Castori army blockades... Excuse me, Castoroni. Sorry. The Castoroni <laughs> army. <laughs> right, because it's Castoron, of course. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I'm defining uh, the Castoroni army are blockading off... I'm sorry, it's Castoroni. I do need to... It, it does rhyme with macaroni. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> all right the castoroni army is um, they're blockading all of the uh portals from this world that they use for trading with other planets okay so the only the only portals that they still have open are the ones that they're using for the invasion fleet okay and that's just the event we're putting down here okay i don't really want to do a scene for that fair enough where do you but, want to go then um what kind of event is that dark i assume or do you think that's light for the people um, I'd say it's light for them. Doing a lot of quotation of... marks around words yeah. right in this. Because <laughs> I'm imagining it's kind of a turnaround in the war effort. Yeah. I'm going to say, well, there's two things I want to do. I'm, I'm going to do an event which is specifically, I'm going to say this event is after a very long conflict. Uh-huh. The war with Sinernia ends, uh, I'm trying to draw like an analog to the end of World War II where it's, it's ended with like a great show of power okay that is just fucking devastating gotcha i don't know what that is but like it's the equivalent of just nuking their planet even if you don't know what it is give it a name or something the erasure engine okay sure why not i'm gonna write dark and light because it's light in the sense that the war was one but it's also <laughs> dark in the sense that they just probably committed genocide yeah probably <laughs> yeah no that seems like a good thing to mark as our legacy for this time around yeah, and I said the Erasure engine, but I don't mean it's powered by the band Erasure's music. Shit. Or maybe it is! <laughs> <laughs> Even Castron has Erasure, and it still is bad. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> I lied, I'm sorry, Erasure isn't bad. I would like to atone right now for my sins and crimes. <laughs> So I think my legacy for this time around is going to be, I want to do a scene in which, like, how we go from it's a cave that no one wants to talk about to we use these portals to start traveling places. That's a good point. I want to bridge that gap somehow. Okay. Do we need to do a scene specifically, or can we just talk that out? Um, we could turn it into an event and just talk it out. Let's turn it into an event and talk okay. it out. Cool. Um, I think it went undiscovered for, like, longer than you'd expect. Uh-huh. I think more people eventually found it, and it led to a... Here, here's what it is. Uh-huh. Neither Cadge or Miriam actually talked about it at all. Okay. Like, they, they never mentioned it. They had this thought. You know, right. To mention this. Yeah. And then one day, in, like, the building process, uh-huh. a wall was knocked down. Okay. Into this cavern. Gotcha. Um, that, like, was right next to a big part of the, like, a town that they were building underground. Okay. And then it couldn't be hidden anymore. Like, 
it's there. And I don't think it can move. Okay, yeah. I think it's stuck in, like, this exact spot where it's at in the cave. Okay. And so, like, like people still had the thought, like, we'll just ignore it. Right. We gotta ignore it. But eventually there's so many people that they were like, you did, you saw that too, right? And everyone kind of collectively is like, you? Right. Did you see that too? <laughs> I just realized I'm whispering, did you see that too? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, the, the, the colony, I guess, as it were, kind of collectively as one realized it existed okay um and from there they started exploring around it more and they found like one of these portals buried deep in a cave and it went to like an uninhabited planet gotcha and that's when they but they knew it was another planet because like the caves were made of i don't know like lime green stone or something something that's like completely fucking out there for them okay you, you don't imagine it would look like that at all gotcha and it's nothing like their world is i imagine their world's like normal ass caves totally so yeah let's make that the event the discovery of the first portal yeah all right i'm gonna say let's do one more round okay and that'll probably be good gotcha so i'm gonna set a focus that's not specifically a moment in time or anything okay i want to set the focus to be on castorons specifically like their development on the scene okay both in the sense of like knowledge and magical prowess and all that sort of stuff and like the evolution of their government Okay. So I want to make that kind of the focus this time. Okay, that's good. So. So, I want to put one more scene in the early colonization stuff. Okay. I want to do a scene of... Actually, let's do a follow-up scene. Let's cut back to what happens once they figure out the secrets inside that book. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. And I think Miriam comes along this time. Okay. Is it just Miriam and Cadge and a couple nameless? Probably. Uh Uh-huh. That's um, what I'm imagining, at least, unless you want to play someone else. No, nah, I'll be Cadge. Okay. I want to be Cadge. Because Cadge is the librarian. Yeah, so. Cadge. Yeah. Is, is this where Cadge becomes the librarian? Um, Like an official librarian of... That's better than what I was originally imagining, which is just he gets left behind and gets put, uh, pressed into service. It might still be that. Because if that's what we were, we were going to do, that's where I was going to leave it at the end of the last scene. Okay, I like that. Yeah, okay. he just got left behind. Yeah. And, okay, no, this is perfect. Actually, okay. go ahead. Go All right. ahead. Uh, be merry and walking in. All right. Um, yes, hello. Uh, sorry, what was your name? Grand Arbiter? The head turns around, and it's Cadge's head. It's oh, gigantic fuck. and floating in the archive. <laughs> He's like, it's me, Cadge. Don't you remember? Mariam. Oh god. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Catch, what did they do to you? I got left behind, so now I am an archivist. Would you like to know the location of a book? First, let me crank some tunes. <laughs> the flaming lift starts playing in the background. Just what song? Magically. Any of them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say it's their cover of Plastic Jesus. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I don't um, so, uh, oh God, uh, do, I, do I turn this into you? And she holds up that little essay. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. And it just starts floating out of her hand. Oh, God, oh, don't do that. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> oh, I don't like looking at anything that's happening right now. Um, is there anything I can, like, do for you? I have an idea. Check out some books. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
if that's your final request. Uh, I'm not dead. Don't make it weird. <laughs> hey, Lino. Lino, come here. God damn. And his body starts like slowly walking to him, and it's like, fuck. It's not tripping and stumbling like, uh, like the head archivist, like Timerick was. Right. But it's just really fucking slow, and he's like, Lino, man, I don't have all day. Lino. <laughs> And it's like holding just a giant stack of books. He's like, I got all these books that, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure us Castor. Cast I got you all gotta these say books. it. You gotta fucking say it out loud. <laughs> you gotta live with this one. Because we're gonna be talking about this for like three episodes. <laughs> I got all these books that us Castoronis will probably need. <laughs> this library's got like everything. And I think it's important that people know. <laughs> I can't leave. I'll be killed. But you can. Well, I appreciate your sacrifice for the cause. Hell Castor. She does like a weird salute. It's like, the fuck? Oh, yeah, you you weren't around for that part. Um, things have gotten a little weird back home. It's honestly, it's probably... Actually, you he know has... what? You know what? You know what? Fuck this. She grabs the pile of books and hands it to one of the, like, completely silent, nameless scientists. She's like, take this shit back. I'm gonna fucking stay here. Screw this. Screw you guys. <laughs> Lino high-fives her. <laughs> and then he's like, hell yeah, man. Fight the power. I'm not gonna turn into a fucking head, though. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of nods. He's like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think there that's end of scene with just the music yeah. f like playing softly in the background for a minute. Totally. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck. All, All right. right. Well, it's your final one. Or wait, no, it's yeah, it's your final it's one. It's my final one, one, and then you get one last one, and, and then, then you then get a legacy scene. Right. Yeah. Okay. The legacy scene. We'll come back to that one. When okay. We get to it. Uh huh. Do I set up my legacy after I yes. do this one? You set uh -huh. up your legacy after I do my last thing. Because uh -huh. you can also choose what I do. Uh-huh. I want to discuss specifically how their military evolved. Okay. And I don't know how to do that in a specific time. Uh, we could make that an event or a period. I like that. We yeah. Let's just do a period that is the evolution of the yeah. military. Okay. That's good. Sort of the takeover. Yeah. Okay. Period is the shift of military power, which we said was about fifty years, something like that. Um, I think I think this period is really defined by magic. Okay, right? like, that makes sense. The books that were brought back from the library are kind of researched and studied and learned. Like the magic is discovered, and then that is taught to people. And as like time progressed and like colonies started forming, like, uh -huh. small colonies on other planets started forming. They go from peaceful to not peaceful as I don't think there's ever anything specific that is thought that's like, okay, the old one said this. Gotcha. It's just, hey. We've been given this power. We've, Clearly yeah. there's a reason that we're supposed to use it. Yeah. Okay. And like, I think the government kind of, like whoever is in charge of this government, and I don't know what the government form of government they have. I'm imagining it kind of expands more broadly, like as the sort of the exploratory group develops. I figure yeah. it like comes out of that for the most part. Yeah. And then, like, since they're the ones that receive the books, they kind of get the monopoly on that stuff? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I think this government specifically is, like, pushing this narrative of, we have to do this. Totally. We have to, like, go out and take what is ours. We have this thing 
right demands it of us exactly kind of like a, a crusades situation but yeah so i i i think as this expanded to a more military power they also started using magic in how they fight okay like i'm imagining that it was like a, a late late 70s early 80s in terms of their technology level on this planet okay but now like imagine like the 70s if people were also warlocks <laughs> god that's horrifying <laughs> Fuck, imagine if the A-Team was also a Dungeons and Dragons party. Oh my god. Yeah, no, so like, that's what their military is, is it's this weird like, it's like Nam in terms of what totally. they have, but they also can just like launch fireballs and cast like all right. kinds of weird magic. I figure there's like, they really specifically develop offensive magic in a way that most civilizations haven't. Yes. Like I they're the that's... ones that develop the fireball that never goes out. Yeah. It's like fantasy napalm. <laughs> Shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they also just have napalm. Like, oh yeah. This is just better, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking incredible. Okay. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's just what I wanted to describe. Okay, totally. Um for my last scene, I want to swap back and talk about the detonation of the Eraser Engine. Okay. So let's do a scene there. I want to have us playing the people who are specifically sent out to turn this thing on. Okay. I'm going to play as Elaine. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to play as... Elaine Rosebuck, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Continuity. Actually, now the problem is the list that I have pulled up right now is all goofy old school uh, English names, and a lot of these don't work. Actually, I want to play. I want Elaine in here. Yeah. Um, will you be okay playing Elaine? Yeah, sure. I want to play as Corporal Hank Hankin. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and let's set the stage a little bit here. This is where we can really talk about what Sneernia looks like. Corporal wrong. Whatever. It's not going up on video, except for the fact that I'm going to take a picture of all this at the end. Yeah, same. And I'm going to put it in the episode notes. Oh no. <laughs> Been playing you this whole time. Oh no. No, not my drawing of the dick. <laughs> Let me fix it. No. No. It's too late for that. We can't go back. That's not the focus. Christ. Okay. <laughs> What's the, the tone of this event, or this scene? Oh, this is dark, sure. Alright, let's, let's do it. Alright, so I'm imagining this starts off just, like, in the barracks. Okay. And uh, I think Elaine just kind of, uh, like, marches down the hall, opens up uh, your door, and is like, Well, Corporal Hankin, we have our orders. Are you ready for this? Honestly, I don't think we'll ever be ready for this. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, though, like, we've never done this before, so we don't know what to be ready for, so, like, really, if you think about it, pulls down, like, a... <laughs> <laughs> he looks... Yeah, he pulls down, like, a projector screen and turns on an overhead, and he's like, let's talk about philosophy for a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I think from there, we cut... <laughs> we um, cut to the surface of the planet. What are we well, looking at here? Not the surface. Right. The surface. Oh shit. We have to do it from the planet itself. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. I'm imagining the surface of the planet looks all like eerily similar to underneath. It's okay. just bright out. Like there's no difference in what uh -huh. the cave systems look like versus what the surface looks like. Gotcha. Um it's just like a shift in lighting. Okay. Um 
And and what I've kind of been imagining slowly, like what I've slowly been forming as we we talk about Sneernia uh-huh. underneath is like <laughs> good names all around. <laughs> the correct the the cast the the Castarones and the uh-huh. Sneernians. God. <laughs> I can't believe we're trying to do a war drama and you've done this to us. <laughs> um, I'm imagining Sneernia as looking like I'm trying to I'm trying to draw almost like what what I, I think of when I think of like the, the mushroom biome from Terraria. Okay. It's like underground it's really dark. Uh-huh. But there's there's like illuminated grass and like maybe giant mushrooms or trees growing underneath that that have or like phosphorescent and light everything up to a point where they don't like need to they, they've never developed like lighting they never needed to totally and it looks a lot like this on the surface and the the grass and trees and everything lights up uh-huh. the same way but it's also like underneath the sun's light gotcha um as, like in this scene specifically it's like i think midday and yeah. it's the first time it's the first time corporal hank hankins ever seen For sunlight sure. yeah definitely it's been 50 years yeah and this is fucking alien to him literally uh, uh, <laughs> i get it i don't can, can you help <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean that's what i was imagining it looks like Gotcha. Okay, so they, they how do they get to the surface? Do they just follow like a system of caves? I figure they've probably like it's, they've been covertly drilling a tunnel to the surface. That for makes months more now. sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Quick question. Uh-huh. What do the Sneernians look like? Because uh-huh. I've been imagining the Castaronis as just being human. Right, yeah. Well let's see. What would evolve specifically to live underground? Because that's their whole thing. Like they've been underground their whole lives. Yeah. For like thousands and thousands of years. Totally. And they assuming probably just live in the mushrooms part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm just imagining like huge blind bat monsters. See, that's interesting. I was imagine I was also imagining blind. Uh-huh. I was imagining like weird fish people. Okay, gotcha. Not like not like a normal fish people, uh-huh. like a fish's head. Right. Like, I'm I'm imagining like um like mudfish. Why not both? Yeah. There we go. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah. They're like super pale-skinned mudfish bat humanoids. Exactly. That's terrifying. <laughs> I think just the visage of them was used in a lot of oh, uh, sure. Castaroni propaganda to yeah. be like, hey, these are fucking horrifying to look at. That's just, like, you can kill them. <laughs> They're monsters. Exactly, yeah. There we go. Okay, so they drill to the surface and... I assume the drills are been done. Yeah. As they go to the surface and like open whatever like tr- hidden door or like rock that's in the way of the hole, uh-huh. Hank just kind of screams. Okay, He's like ah fuck, what is what is that? It's a lot to get used to. Yeah. Um. Well, hopefully this is the last time any of us are gonna have to see something like this. Fuck. All right. Uh it hurts. Yeah. It's uh, according to the top scientists, it's some kind of big fiery orb that everything like spins around in the listen i don't claim to understand anything about this we're just (laughs) up here to do our jobs fair enough yeah um hank takes a swig from a a thing of whiskey he has on his his belt he's Uh like let's let's do this all right 
I imagine Hank, Hankin, and um, Elaine have had a few conversations about how fucked up everything is with this military. For sure. I imagine they're like, not friends, but they like understand each other. Yeah. But they're still willing to go through it with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm imagining uh, Elaine just pulls out like a big briefcase. Is like, this the erasure engine? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like, all right, so all I need you to do is, here, hold on to this for me. It's like a big fucking... Atari 26, or not a, a 2600. It's like one of those really fucked up uh, old game console controllers where it's got a number pad on it. Okay. It's got like a number yeah. pad and a little dial that's like a spin Kind of looks like a calculator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is enter in the arming sequence and uh, keep this thing within the tension levels and it should go off. All right. And Hankin picks it up mm -hmm. and types in 6969. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice, he nice. says. Nice. Nice, says Elaine somberly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sets it down um, on the ground. It's like, yeah? And he presses enter. <laughs> I'm imagining there's just a big coil of, like, wire and knives inside this briefcase. Okay. And there's, like, a little digital clock readout. Okay. But it starts ticking down from like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Elaine's like, fucking God. They promised me we'd be able to get out of this. Hank, I don't think Hankin understands. He's like, what's it gonna do? What's gonna happen to us? Honestly, they wouldn't tell me. That's above my pay grade. Hank Hankin starts weeping. <laughs> openly. Totally. He's like hiding underneath a tree in the shade, trying to like cover his eyes to be huh? like, avoid the sun, because he knows he's gonna die. Right. And he wants, he doesn't want it to be in this unknown, and I think he just curls up. Alright, and then I think we end the scene as the clock hits zero. Alright, that's good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's my, uh... Time to choose a legacy and then do a scene in one of the legacies that we've got. Alright, I'm gonna choose a legacy, which is, they meet the second great old one on Snyrnia. Okay. Yeah, there we go. And this is dark. This is a dark scene. Okay. I'm imagining... Who do you want to be in this scene? I'm going to play that nameless scientist who keeps showing up. Okay. His name is actually Nameless Scientist. <laughs> no, I'm just not going to give him a okay. name. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. I'm going to play the great old one. Okay. I'm going to play the, the other great old one. Gotcha. Um, What's this scientist doing? This is, like, I'm imagining this is not long after the erasure engine. Totally. Yeah. And... I'm, I'm, I imagine there's definitely still Snyrnians alive, and, like, uh -huh. they kind of just surrendered after whatever happened happened. Right. Here's the scene. I've got the scene. Okay. You, the nameless scientist, yes. are inspecting um, specifically the, the, the scene of where the erasure engine hit. Okay. And you're trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're like, kind of inspecting it, and you're like, you have, like, some old-timey, like, giant radio with, like, <laughs> antenna that are, like, whirring uh -huh. around, it's beeping, and you're, like, writing down on graph paper as stuff is going on, and it's you're, like, way. at a table. <laughs> Just watching a readout and writing observation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's just nothing here. Okay. I'm imagining, like, there's no signs of life, like, at all. Okay. Like, there's just, like, a hole in this cave where there's no glowing grass and no mushrooms, but... Uh -huh. The rock is still there. Okay. Like, nothing was 
destroyed necessarily. You just there, you if you walked like into this cave, you just hit a giant like multiple miles long, mm-hmm. like dozens, hundreds of miles. I don't know, of just it's pitch dark and totally. there is nothing alive here. And then it just stops at like an edge, and mm-hmm. it goes back to being lit up grass and and trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think. This is a scene of, like, this unnamed scientist is alone here right now at, like, a campsite set up in the middle of it, just totally. doing research. And then he looks up. Or she. Or they. No and one's really sure. Yeah. They're very yeah. specifically a background character. Yeah. Yeah. They're a generic background character in, like, a really oversized white lab coat and, yeah. like... They're wearing some kind wearing of... Wearing a rub- mask. Yeah, like a rebreather apparatus. Yeah, you can't tell who they are. And they look up, and they do see something illuminating the room. And it is the same color light as everything below. Uh-huh. And it is so familiar. Because the scientist has definitely like been in the presence of their great old one. Yeah, yeah. And and they look up and they feel that same like that same feeling. Uh-huh. And I think I want I wanna follow on the same like weird non Euclidean geometry uh-huh. pattern. I think this great old one is a perfect sphere. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was I was thinking either a sphere or like a series of spheres, like interconnected. Gotcha. That still like kind of phases in and out of existence, and it's like rippling light, like um, like what you imagine. Like imagine like if there's a bubble in anime where the light like shines over it and it glistens. Yeah. It's like that constantly. Okay. And then they think this is the the final thing that happens is they look up to this, and this thing makes them think. You created me. And that's the end of the scene. Alright. Well, that was a weird one, huh, folks? Yeah, that was a... (laughs) 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 That's also really weird from the reverse perspective they usually talk from. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I I like this. This was very much a departure from our norm. I don't know if we'll ever do something like this again. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how it turns out. Definitely less jokes. Uh... (laughs) Ah, mostly we'll, towards the end there. We'll fix we'll fix this next episode. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Couple announcements before we sign off. This is like, like we said from the top of the episode. The next couple episodes are going to be us making some kind of apocalypse world characters based on this, and it'll be back to the podcast you know and love, audio yeah. quality and everything. Where are we gonna make characters? I in this have timeline? a lot of ideas. Okay, I have a lot of ideas. It'll be good. Gotcha. Um. The other thing is we are going to be adjusting our release schedule. Oh, right. I'll, you'll, you'll see this on, on whatever forms of social media we post on, which is fit, Twitter and Facebook. We'll get to that later. Twitter.com slash thecharactergen, at thecharactergen, or Facebook.com slash thecharactergen. Boom. Or thecharactergen at gmail.com. But we're not going to email you about it. No. Because we don't have email addresses for anyone. Also, like, that's a lot of work. That's fair. Hey, if you want to join our mailing list, uh, you can. We can do that, I guess. I guess. Are you like a dad from like the eighties? Do you want a mailing list? Hello, is two thousand and six. If you do, let us know. Like, we'll set it up on (laughs) fucking Usenet or whatever. I don't fucking know. Is that how Usenet works? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. We are going to start releasing. It's a very slight shift. Don't worry about it. Uh, we are still releasing bi-weekly for the time being. Uh, we are shifting from Monday to Tuesday. Yeah. So, sorry if 
Your Mondays suck now. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I mean... They're days of the week. Yeah, exactly. Every day sucks. Yeah. It's 2017. Hey. Hey. I just You dabbed. just dabbed in real life. <laughs> <laughs> For the edification of the podcast listener, there was a silent dab. Completely silent. I stared on as it happened. <laughs> um... Anyway, that's been us. That's been the character generation. Peace uh, out. Uh, rate us on iTunes. It's important. We don't advertise. Tell your friends. Yeah. It went like this. This has been the character generation. We said that already. This has been the character generation. <laughs> this has been the character generation. It's still the character generation. It's still going. <laughs> it went like this. Please. I'm going to burn to death. Please. It went like this. Anyway, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry.